Amen and amen. Turn around and tell somebody you truly love them. If you do, don't lie to them. Amen. Tell them I love you. And you may be seated. Praise God. Thank you, ushers, for waiting on us tonight. Amen. <laughs> amen, amen. Again, to those that are joining us online, thank you so much for being with us at Truth Church tonight. We have been going through a study of First Peter, and we're going to continue that tonight, but we will come back again, circle back around uh, here in a couple of weeks uh, to come back to a chosen generation. Um, we have talked about the assurance of salvation. Um, it's preserved by God's power. Just a little recap, if you will. It's proven by trials from God. It was predicted by the prophets. And last, or last week we continued um, talking about the response, the response to salvation, a call to hope, a call to holiness, a call to holy fear. That's where we began last week. A call to heartfelt love. And tonight we are going to conclude with a call to healthy growth. A call to healthy growth. It is important, it is important in our physical bodies as babies to grow. You know as well as I do when you take your child to the pediatrician, they will give you the little chart and they'll tell you what percentile uh, your child is growing. And they'll let you know if you need to do more. They'll let you know if there's a deficiency there, if there needs to be something else added to the diet, etc., etc. It is important to partake of things and do the right things in order to grow into a healthy adult. Amen? It is also very, 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 very important in our relationship with God to partake of, to participate in, to be a part of what we need to be a part of in order for there to be healthy growth. There is a call to healthy growth. And that is something that you and I, there's never, I say it all the time, I preached it, talked about it, I don't ever want to feel like I know everything. Amen? Once you feel like you know everything, that's when you become stagnant. That's when you become, you're not, you're, there's no hope for you because there's not going to be any growth. Because I got it down. I've got it all together. I've got every I dotted that could be dotted and every T crossed that could be crossed, and I'm good. And that is when you become stagnant. And quite frankly, that is when you will die spiritually. Amen. I don't want to die spiritually. Amen. Does anybody want to die spiritually? Praise God. I don't want to assume that everybody's okay with that. But we're not. I'm not okay with dying spiritually. I want to do whatever I possibly can to make sure that I grow how God intended me to grow. Somebody say amen. 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 First Peter. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. And we'll begin reading at verse 1. 1 Peter chapter 2, begin to reading at verse 1. Therefore, laying aside all malice, somebody say malice, all deceit, 
hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking. Somebody say all. All, all evil speaking. Listen to this. It's pretty incredible. As newborn babies, as newborn babies, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If indeed ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God as and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scriptures. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient. Somebody say disobedient. For those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has chosen the chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. Praise God. First, he gives an unhealthy look at a person. What does this person look like? And the scripture says malice. Look at your neighbor and say malice. Malice. He gives an unhealthy look at a person and he begins with that word malice. A desire to hurt someone. A desire to be mean to someone. Hurt someone. General wickedness is what that means. He goes on to deceit, dishonesty, falsehood, treachery. He further explains hypocrisy. An actor who wore a mask, spiritually insecure, spiritually not living how they need to live. There's insecurity there. Behavior that is not genuine. Or consistent with what a true believer believes. It's not consistent. So hypocrisy is what it is. Envy. An attitude of those who resent others. Prosperity. Can I just stop for a moment? It's okay to be happy when somebody else gets blessed. Somebody say amen. 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 I was not going to do this, but here I go. I've seen it. I've seen it. Good, praying, worshiping people that when someone else gets a new car, somebody else gets a new house, or they have a new suit or a new dress or whatever it is, maybe new shoes, which must be nice. Good God Almighty. 
Wish I could do that. <laughs> That's envy. Be excited. I sincerely love it. I love it when I see you drive up with a new car. You know what that tells me? You're living right. That tells me you're doing things right. You're obeying the word of the Lord. You're honoring God and your tithe and your offering. You're faithful to him in your time. You're faithful to him in worship. And God is showing his blessing. It didn't just happen, friend. You didn't just get the raise. Amen. You didn't just get the bonus. It's because you've honored God. It's because you've worshipped him and lifted him up. You have lived your life as a sacrificial giver. I'm, I'm living my life sacrificially for Jesus Christ. An attitude of those who resent others' prosperity. It leads to hatred. It leads to bitterness and conflict. I promise you. Get excited about when people get blessed. Be excited about it. Rejoice with them. Be over, overwhelmed with them when they get the raise or the new job or whatever it is. He goes on explaining this unhealthy person. Evil speaking, gossip, backbiting, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Amen. We're talking about healthy, healthy growth. We need to grow into healthy believers. These types of believers, these types of individuals will have stunted growth. If there's evil speaking that comes out of your mouth, if you talk bad about someone, if you gossip about someone, if there's that thought even in your mind, you are going to be stunted. If you have envy, Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to stun our growth. We can't claim to be Bible-believing Christians if these things are in our life. Not because I said so, but because we just read it in his word. He gives us a look at an unhealthy person, unhealthy believer, malice, deceit, hypocrisy. It's important that we live right. It's important that we are honorable. Somebody say amen. amen. I made mention of it last Wednesday and I'll make mention of it again. If you're a part of our dream team, you sign an honor covenant. And that honor covenant is in hopes that you are doing what you should do according to God's word. It's important that you, when you sign your name, and there's the list of things that are in the Word of God that we hope that you'll live by. I'm not going to police you. I'm not going to come by your house, your work. I'm, no, I'm not going to send anybody to do that at all. It's hope that you're honorable. It's hope that you're living how you should live, that you're not dishonest. Amen? Praise the Lord, everybody. It's hope that you are not an actor that puts on a mask. But you have studied the word of God to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. 
And you can put your name on that dotted line, if you will, and say, I'm going to live this way, not because this is an honor covenant for Truth Church, but we're going to live this way because the Word of God teaches us to live this way. Amen? Somebody say, I want to be honorable. But these types of behaviors can lead to stunting your spiritual growth. And Truth Church, it will do so. You can live your life going to church on a weekly basis and have this in your life every single day and never grow. I've been pastor for six years since I was voted in. It's been six years. And I've seen, I've seen people that have not grown. And it's why I take some time on this Wednesday night to hopefully cause us to think. To have us examine ourselves. Because if we don't examine ourselves, we will continue to not grow into healthy believers. And Truth Church, we've got to be healthy believers. If we're going to be healthy Growing believers, we got to get in the word and we have to do our very best to make sure that we cross these things out of our life. God, I don't want to be a person that has malice. I don't want to be a person that has deceit. I don't want to be a person that has hypocrisy or envy. I don't want to have evil speaking coming out of my mouth. You remember last week I made mention of uh, someone at one time in my life. They made the statement and I, I just referenced it again. Because the Bible gives us a look at an unhealthy person, an unhealthy spiritual person. I made mention of an individual I was speaking with right back here on this curb. The man made the statement that if I was to say a bad word right now and God was to come back the next second, I would still go to heaven. According to God's word, we find that not to be true. Amen? According to God's word, that's an unhealthy person. That's an unhealthy believer. I would pray and believe that a gracious God would, would forgive that and that would happen. But that does, that's not backed up by the word of the Lord. Amen? So it's important that we're pure. It's important that we don't have that evil speaking coming out of our mouth. Out of the abundant, what's inside my heart, my mouth is going to speak. So, Lord, let there be purity. Let there be holiness. Let there be righteousness. God, I'm not better than anyone else, but, Lord, I just want you to purify me. I want you to cleanse me. I want you to work on my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, that is why it's important that we die daily. It is not just some recommendation that we should have a prayer life. It's imperative that we pray. Because when we pray, when we pray earnestly before the Lord, when we Humble ourselves before the Lord. What happens is God begins to do heart surgery on us. And we allow him to if we're praying, if we're studying, if we're reading. And these things won't live in you. Well, it's impossible, Pastor Darren. It's not impossible. If it was impossible, he wouldn't put it in there that we can't have these things in our life. 
He's telling us that's unhealthy. You've got to live right. You've got to live holy. Somebody say amen if you believe the word of the Lord tonight. Paul gives us three metaphors of healthy growth. Again, I turn your attention to 1 Peter. 1 Peter 2 and verse 2. It says this, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If indeed ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious, like babies desire to grow, believers, hear me, we need to crave the word. Like babies desire milk to grow, I can tell you. Uh, what exactly, what did she, what did uh, Amaris always say to Tate or vice versa? What was it? I can't remember. One of, was, it, was it Tate or? Yeah, go, what, what did she say? Yeah, she would, tell, she would tell Tate all the time, Tate, go get my milk. She was a slave driver. I'm telling you, she would. She'd be like, <laughs> and he would, he would do this as a little bitty kid. He'd go. And give it to her. That, I believe that's why there's so much tension in that relationship. <laughs> there really is. There's, I, I'm not exaggerating. There's tension. But he, she would say it daily. Take, go get my milk. Country girl, I'm telling you. She's, she tries to be dignified now, but we know. We remember. <laughs> but like a baby desires milk to grow, we need to crave we need to crave the word to grow. Pastor Darren, what do you mean? I mean exactly what it says. We need to crave the word. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you don't crave the word, if you don't read the word, you're not growing. And if I, I can say it this way, I'm not... Only because I'm pastor, I have to look at my sheep. Not to judge, not to get a gavel and be like, you're guilty for not growing. No, so I'm just, I have to watch. And our actions begin to speak of our growth. And that's not to scare you or to come against you. Is to make you think. I can see it. But that doesn't matter. Who cares if Pastor Darren sees if you're growing or not? What's important is, do you see that you're not growing? Have you looked at the depths of your heart? Only God, only God can look on the heart. Amen? You know how you're living. You know if you're living by the word of the Lord. You know if you're studying God's word. You know if your actions are actions that are biblical or not biblical. If you're in the word. But if you're not in the word, you could be acting or being a certain way that is contrary to God's word. And I don't want you to be there. I don't want to be there. I want to make sure I say, Lord, search me. As I read your word, let this scripture search my heart. 
And then, this is the most important part. I've got to put what I've learned and what I've read into action inside of my life. Amen? The knowledge that I've gained from God's word, I've got to put it into action in my life. Or it's all in vain. Amen? I don't want to just live this life and read his word just to say I do it. I want to actually do it because the outcome is a heavenly home. The outcome is being him with him in paradise. So it's important that we grow into healthy believers. In order to grow into healthy believers, we got to crave the word to grow. Somebody say the word. word. Growth through the word. The word of God is imperative to our growth and development. However, eventually... There should be a progress, a progression in our diet. Hebrews chapter 5, Hebrews chapter 5, in verse 12. Yeah, I hear pages turn. I encourage you to turn. That's fine. Brother Trevor, I know you don't have a mic. That's all right. I want you to read loud right there. You can read from the screen. Read from the screen. Continue. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Continue. But, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Peter continues in verse 4. Coming to him. As to a living stone rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer, offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Listen to verse 7. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious but to those who are disobedient. Somebody say disobedient. 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 The stones which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Living stones. People. Somebody say people. People being built up as, spiritual, as a spiritual house. The church. Praise God. There has got to be growth through the church. There's got to be growth through the church, ladies and gentlemen. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 20. Having been built up on the foundations of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. We have a solid foundation, but we are a part of what God is building. We have to have a mindset. I'm going to be a part of what God is building. We, it's got to be in us. And this is part of our growth. We need, listen to me. 
If you don't hear anything else, listen to this. We need each other. Why do I need each other? Or why do we need each other? Why do you need me and I need you? The reason that I need you and you need me and you need the person that's beside you or across the church from you is because that person may be deep in the word. That person may have a prayer life that you haven't even scratched the sur surface of yet. That doesn't make them better than you. But when we are in need of each other and we know that we're in need of each other, iron sharpeneth iron. Amen. There are people in this room that study the word deep. And I glean from them. Your pastor does. You know why? Because I need them. They encourage me. They inspire me. They motivate me. Amen. That's why you need somebody. When you isolate yourself, I'm going to tell you this. You will not grow. You, you will. You won't grow. Just hear me for a moment. And I don't mean this mean. You will be stunted. You're never going to grow if you don't get involved in the church. It's not going to happen. If you don't get involved with being around other believers, you need them. You need them because they're going to help motivate you. They're going to cause you to think outside of what you normally think. They may have an understanding of the word that you're still a baby drinking milk and you ain't got it yet. So it's important just today, just today, just, I was motivated by something that happened today in my family because it was an elder with another elder, but there was someone that seasoned in the church Talking to another elder, no doubt. I don't know all the conversation that went on, but I know that's a brother and a brother together and a seasoned man of God investing in another man of God. And there's growth that's going to happen there. Amen. For the seasoned man of God, it's going to encourage him and help him say, you know something? I can still invest. I can still help motivate. I can still speak the truth in love to someone. And the other person says, man, if he can do this at his age, I can do this at my age. And then there is growth there. Amen? That's how it should be. We need each other. And if you isolate yourself, somebody say amen. I'm being pointed, but get over it. That's what my job is. That's why God gave me a staff. There's some of you that you come in late, leave early. They have no conversation with anybody. You know why you don't have any conversation with anybody? Because you don't want to change. It's the truth, whether you like it or not. And I, don't, I say that in love, and I say that with, with all the kind of heartfelt love that I could possibly muster up. I really do. It's not my job to make you feel good. You have completely and totally misconstrued what a pastor's for if you think it's my job to make you feel good. It's my job to motivate you to get into the word of the Lord and say, Lord, get me out of here. Amen. Get me out of here. I sacrifice my flesh. I sacrifice what I, and I want to live how you want me to live according to your word. Amen. That's what I've got to do if heaven's going to be my home. 
He's no respecter of purchase just because I'm holding the mic and God's given me the opportunity to be the pastor of this church. Doesn't mean I get a one-way ticket. Amen? Amen? We have to get together. We got to grow. We need the church. We got to have growth through the church. This is part of our growth. We need each other. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. Very familiar verse of scripture that we quote often but hardly like to live by. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as it is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. Remember I talked about it a moment ago? I mean, I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to get you excited. I'm in, in here to point you to the word of God so you can examine yourself. Exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. So it's telling us that we need to do this more and more as we see the day of his coming approaching. Why is it important? Because the word of God tells us to do it. That's why it's important. Newsflash. And you would think if he told us that we need to do it more as we see the day approaching, then we ought to do it. Amen? Somebody say amen. I know it's busy. I know it's crazy. I, I respect even more than I ever have those of you that drive a long distance to come to church. Because I'm doing it right now, and it's a long, long, long ways. But, guess what? God, he works in mysterious ways. He really does. Because guess what? I'm just as involved as I was when I lived 10 minutes away. Now I live 29 minutes away. Amen? And I'm just as involved as I ever have been. And I'm going to continue to do that. My kids are going to continue to do that. My family is going to continue to do that. Because you know what I realize? I realize I need the church. I need brothers and sisters in the Lord. I need the fellowship. Man, thank you, God, for working this out. Because you're really helping me preach tonight. It all boils down to if you want to or not. Praise God. Man, really got tight. I'm almost done. I got like three more lines. It's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to be involved, if you want to do it, you can. You can. We got to have the church. We got to have each other if we're going to grow. We got to get in the word if we're going to grow. If you don't have a steady diet of the word, you're never going to grow. Let me say this. If you don't allow the word to consistently change you, you're not going to grow. Again, I'm pinning no roses on Darren Gilbert. But I'm telling you, it was a catastrophic change for me in my life. When I began to read the word and study and talk to friends and ask them, is this what this means? And they shared with me their testimony. And I said, man, there were times that I felt bad when I saw and watched things I shouldn't watch. But really, it's not that big of a deal. But then I began to let the word change me. I'm not 
I'm not confessing my sins. I'm just telling you. There was things that I was watching that were not good. They truly weren't good. You could pass them off. It's not really that big of a deal. But it is a big deal. It is something that is not conducive, not just for a man of God, but for anyone. Amen? There's things that are on the television that I'm telling you, our forefathers, men of old, they knew what they were talking about, ladies and gentlemen. This right here, you got to guard yourself. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to take a poll. I am going to talk about it, family week. But if you would look at your phone and the amount of time that you spend on social media compared to the amount of time you spend on the Word of God, I'm just going to leave that right there and let it sit for a moment. I'm not being funny. I'm being serious. It's the truth. And the reason that I know it's the truth is because our actions speak. If we were truly in the word, how we need to be in the word, and we were truly craving the word so much that we got into the word, then there would be change in us. Our actions would be different. Our mindset about church would be different. Amen? Our mindset about being at church would be different. There would be, and again, I feel it so strong. I feel opposition right now. I'm not afraid of it. I just feel it. Because I believe God makes me sensitive to that. I feel the tension that's in the room, and that's okay because it's my intentions to make it tense. It's my intentions to point us to where we need to live and how we need to live. I'm not saying I'm perfect, ladies and gentlemen. I just confess that I'm not, but I allowed the word to teach me. At 40 years old, it began to change me like it changes a brand-new baby in Christ. That's what the word's got to do. you got to allow that word to do that amen you have to allow that word to do that it's just as real as it was back when I received the Holy Ghost at six years old it's just as powerful as it was back then and it was there just like it was then but over the period of time and over prayer and study and just getting into God's word I began to say oh man this is a big deal this is something that I need to look at and I need to make sure that I change in my life. Not so I'm better than you. But so I can stand here and say. It's possible to allow the word to change you at 42 years old. It's possible for you to get in the word and read it and pray. And God begin to speak to you and you say you know something. I'm not doing this anymore. God created me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Cleanse me, Lord, with his support. I want my mind to be right, my heart to be right. I want to think different. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to be pure and holy and righteous. First Peter chapter 2, I'm hurrying. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifice. This speaks of access to God. Growth through relationship with God. In order for there to be growth, there has to be a relationship. 
There's things that I know about my wife now that I didn't know in 2005 when I married her. You know why? Because we built a relationship. We talk. We spend time together. We've spent years together. And so I know things about her now that I didn't know then. Amen? Growth through relationship with God. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen generation. Somebody say, I'm a chosen generation. I really want us to grab a hold of that. Do you believe that you're a chosen generation? We got to act like we're a chosen generation. We got to live, rather. I don't want to say act like. We got to live like we're a chosen generation because we are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. And I want to leave it with this. To whom much is given, much is required. We can't feel like Sister Joe, that man, he gave us salvation, so I don't got to do nothing. To whom much is given, much is required. I got to give my time. I've got to give my talent. I've got to give myself in study. I've got to give myself in worship. I've got to give myself in being a disciple. Well, I got saved in 1997, and I'm good. No. He saved you from this untoward generation. He loves you unconditionally. He literally gave him, let's think about it. For He gave himself for us. He laid down his life for us. To whom much is given, much is required. God, I'm going to give you time. I'm going to give you talent. I'm going to give you study. I want to get so close to you. I want to know so much about you. I want, to, I want to read about you. I want to study about you. I want to proclaim who you are. I want everybody to know who you are. If we're a chosen generation, if we're a royal priesthood, that's who we're going to be. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to do the bare minimum. But we're going to go the extra mile. We're going to do anything and everything. That's right, Brother Trevor. Coaches used to say you got to go all out. Leave it all out there. Everything you, that's how we got to live for Jesus Christ. Put everything in. I'm giving all of myself to you. Because why? I want to grow. I want to grow with you. I want to grow with the church. Truth Church of Denison, we have got to grow in a relationship with Jesus Christ. We got to love God. We got to serve others. We got to truly, what does living for God mean? Growing. Don't just say, man, I got the Holy Ghost in 1997. That's all I got to do. No, I want to grow. God, I want you to teach me something in your word today that I do not know. I want you to show me something in your word that I, I've never seen before, Lord. I want you to cut away the things that need to be cut away. 
I want you to enlighten. One of my professors in Bible college said that it's not new revelation. It's all been revealed. You need the word of God to be illuminated to you. It's already been revealed, but God, let there be an illumination to the revelation in your word. Amen? God, I want every time I read your word, I want there to be an illumination, something I've never seen before. Something I've never experienced before, and I want it to change me. I want it to cut away things. I want it to, in, in, I want to embrace things that I haven't seen because I want to grow with you. Stand to your feet. Praise God. If you would, if it's appropriate, I want you to grab somebody's hand that's close by you. Amen. I want you to lift that hand to the heavens right now, and I want you to pray that you would grow that you would grow with them. God, I want to grow with this brother or this sister. I, I'm holding their hand right now, Lord. I want to grow with them in the church. God, I want to grow in relationship with you. And then, Lord, I want us. I want this brother or this sister that I hold their hand or my husband or my wife, oh, Lord. I want to grow with them in relationship with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we want to get closer to you. We want to know more about you. Lord, we want to feel conviction, Lord, where we haven't felt conviction before. Lord, we want to be illuminated. We want to, your word to be illuminated in our minds and our hearts that we haven't seen things before, Lord, because I want to be all that you desire me to be Lord I am not my own I understand that I've been bought with a price and Lord I don't want to just check off a box that I received the Holy Ghost and all things are done I've been baptized in Jesus name Lord no I don't want to ever stop growing in you I don't want to ever stop getting close to you Lord I don't want to allow any of the things that cause me to be an unhealthy child of God Lord, I don't want to allow those things in my life I don't want those things in my heart and my spirit I don't want to hear the word of the Lord preached and then those things creep in to my mind oh Lord but I want to be pure I want to receive your word with grace I want to receive your word Lord with love in the name of Jesus Christ allow your word oh Lord to teach me is my prayer Lord I want to allow your word to mold me and shape me would you pray that prayer for yourself right now God I want your word as I read it as I study it, Lord, I want it to mold me and shape me and change me. Lord, I want to see things in me that are not pure and that are not holy and that are not wholesome and right, oh God. I want to be holy in my speech. I want to be righteous in my speech, oh Lord. I want to be an honorable man and woman of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, help us grow. Help us grow into a healthy relationship with you. Lord, that we never feel like we arrive at that healthy relationship, but constantly. Would you pray that right now? Lord, I want to constantly. Lord, I want to constantly pursue a healthy relationship with you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I want to hear your voice when I pray. I want to hear your voice, Lord, when I read your word in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of of Jesus Christ. Speak to me, Lord. Speak to me, Lord, as I grow in a relationship with you. Lord, let me hear your voice. Let me feel your nudge, oh Lord. Let me feel your drawing in the name of Jesus. Lord, I don't want to live a long time in going to church, and Lord, that's all I do. But God, I want you to lead me. I want to walk in the spirit and not after the flesh. 
Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord. I have faith and believe, oh Lord, that you're going to continue to work in me. I have faith and believe, oh Lord, as I pursue you, Lord, you're going to work in me and work on me. God, I give you free access to my mind and free access to my heart. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, that's got to be a prayer that you pray. Lord, you have free reign in my life. He will never be an unwelcome guest. He's never going to force his way in. Lord, I give you free access to my mind and my heart and my spirit, oh Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can I encourage you? I, I, I could be way off and maybe the tacos that I ate this afternoon is speaking, but can I encourage you to pray prayers? Pray the kind of prayers that are uncomfortable to pray. What do you mean, Pastor Darren? Things like this. Jesus, I want you to convict me. I want you to convict me as I study this in your word. Lord, not if. Lord, as I begin to study your word, I want you to bring conviction that I've never had before. Don't be afraid to do that. And when he does it, welcome it. Just because I want to build faith. Anybody in the house, you've prayed those kind of prayers before. And God's done that. Raise your hand. Look, you're in good company. Don't be afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be afraid to pray those kind of prayers. Don't be afraid to say, Lord, I want to change. If your word wants me to change, I want to change. Don't be afraid to do that. And as he begins to bring that into your Understanding from studying his word and prayer, welcome it. And you know what that's called? Growth. It isn't for anybody else, it's for you. And then what's going to happen is if you welcome that growth, God's going to give you an open door to talk to somebody else about that that is wondering and maybe struggling and I don't know what to do here, I don't know what to do with this or that. It's important, ladies and gentlemen, to whom much is given. Much is required. And so many times what we do is God gave us grace. He gave us mercy. He saved us. We were baptized and he washed away our sins. And then we give him nothing else. Barely talk to him. We don't read his words. We're not listening to him. To whom much is given. Much is required. Let's give him everything. Amen? Amen? Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to teach us. Teach us, Lord, through this series that we're going through. And God, I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice, every man, woman, God, every age group in the name of Jesus that is in this room, Lord, that they would allow, Lord, your word begin to work on them. Your word to begin to speak to them and change them. And, Lord, do a work that only you're able to do. Lord, it is not what I want. Lord, it is what your word wants. Lord, I want to 
be molded myself. Lord, I want to be shaped. And Lord, through this study, Lord, that's what you've been doing to me. Lord, last Saturday, God, you began to work on me afresh afresh as I studied out for the rest of this series. Oh God, you begin to do something in me. And Lord, I pray that you would do that in every single one of us in the name of Jesus. Let us hunger, God. I want to I want to learn more, oh God. I want to be what you desire me to be, oh Lord. I understand your word when it tells me that I am not my own I have been bought with a price. And, Lord, I've been bought with a price by your precious blood. Lord, I want to live. Lord, I want to live yours. Lord, I want to live you. Oh, God, what you desire me to live is what I want to live. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, would you go before us? Would you come behind us and beside us right now? In the name of Jesus, let no one feel lesser than. But, God, let everyone feel motivated to get into your word. Let everyone feel motivated in their spirit, in their heart. In the name of Jesus, Lord, to dive in to what you want them to dive into. Let their spirit, Lord, let their spirit be hungry for what you desire to do in them. Lord, you've begun a good work. Who's going to allow you to continue that work in them? In Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. Amen, amen. Greet one another. Remember, come here on Sunday. Amen. It's Share Sunday. If you have not signed up to do a small group, please, 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 you need each other. We need each other. Sign up to lead a small group. You name it, you can do it. Spend the time to do it. We're going to have a great time during our small group launch on Sunday.